we're, is that we're... your AOC lipstick? It is not. No, this oh. is uh, NYX um, matte lipstick. Okay. It's a liquid lipstick in the color Rome. It's one of my favorites. It's my go-to. Looks my really good on you. And for, he's drinking water, so for some reason I'm like, is she making fun of my mustache? I just, <laughs> no. I was like, no, AOC, no, no, no my yeah. God. All right. My oh my God, my I'll tell you about my AOC lipstick later. It's amazing. Okay. Okay. So let's get rolling. Okay, five, <laughs> four, four, three, two, and one. And one, one. Hello world, is a song that we're singing. Come on, get happy. Ladies and gentlemen, mesdames, messieurs, bienvenue, welcome to the happy hour. Fans, listeners, we clinched the playoffs. Even yes. if it came at the end of a four-game <laughs> losing streak, we're in. There it is, everybody. It's all it's all good, I, I suppose. But <laughs> anyways, my name's David Oje. I'm at MetalDave02 on Twitter. I'm joined, as always, by Beth, who's with us again. I'm at H-I-V-E-R-H-U-I-T on Twitter. And Veronica. Yeah, I'm at C-H-I-L-E underscore Pepper on Twitter. And we have with us the voice of the Habs on radio and quite often now on TV. We have Dan Robertson with us. Dan, how are you doing? I'm great. Thanks for having me back, guys. We're very, we're, we're just, we're always thrilled to have you back for sure. And it's, I have to say, you know, between Veronica and myself, I know Beth too, Usually, whenever the Habs are on TV, we usually try to have your radio uh, on at the same time. But now, whenever you're on the TV, now it saves us one extra step because we just we love your commentary. We really do. Well, it's so great. And um, I'm going to put you on the spot. Who's your favorite partner to work with when you're on TV? Well, well, you don't mess around, do you, Dave? Uh, well, let me see. I, I've worked this year just with. Uh, Dave Poole and, and Mike Johnson. I've worked a little bit in the past with Craig Button, not this year. And uh, they're totally different. Dave and Mike are totally different. Mike is more like if not that you would think of it, if you watch the two broadcasts back to back, like one with me and Mike and one with me and Dave. Mike is more conversational during the play, whereas Dave is sort of, it's not that he won't jump in during the play, but he's more uh, wait till the play ends and then then he'll start to speak kind of thing so I would say I'm, I'm closer with Dave personally I know him a little bit better than Mike but I I honestly don't have a preference and I, I like that um, that they're different because it makes me adapt I have to call the game differently and, and in a way I mean I have to yeah. just sort of get used to the rhythm and so I mean you go from Sergio and I have our own sort of thing and, and that's easy because it's been this is our seventh year so uh, honestly, it sounds like I'm ducking that question, but I'm not. I, I really can't answer it. It was a very unfair question because uh, honestly, okay. when no, honestly, whenever whoever you're paired up with, it, it's super enjoyable. And um, uh, myself, you know, I really enjoy you know what Mike brings in. I really enjoy what uh, Craig brings in. But with Craig, is he as intense in his commentary as he is in real life, like off camera? <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it's funny. I, I saw something that I'm sure everybody did uh, that Craig just posted or, or said, right, and, uh, that he doesn't think the Canadians can beat the Leafs and he's surprised if they win a game. <laughs> I love Craig for that because he, he'll just say it. He believes it, and he doesn't. he's not scared about the backlash. It's funny. Uh, sometimes we want commentators to be more honest or players or coaches, but then when they are, you, you know, uh, people seem to get upset. That's just Craig being Craig, and he readily admits that he picked the Canadians to win the North before the season started. So, yeah. Um, uh, no, I think he's. I don't know how to put it. It was more with Craig. I I spent a little bit of time with him on the West Coast. Uh, I guess it was two years ago, and I got to know him a little bit. But he's, uh, you know, he's an interesting guy. Um, his, I mean, his father, his family is deep in hockey, and he's a. Uh, He's a fascinating guy, but I do I do like that about him. But I think he's a little more, from what I can tell, a little more out there um, in his public role than he is in his private role. But I do want to ask you, Dave. So if you're if you're in Albany, New York, how do you, if I'm doing a game, is it the NHL Network or how do you see those broadcasts? Ooh. Well. Or am I allowed to ask you? Is this legal? <laughs> see, I'm going to throw it right back at you. Okay. Okay. So. Well, what I do do is that I, I do have NHL.TV and um, they usually have um, what um, 
it's either RDS or TSN. It's TSN, usually TSN two or three. And yeah. NHL TV has, you know, multiple broadcasts, home and away. Well, they have a home broadcast and away broadcast. And uh, the home broadcast is usually TSN, and that's usually you or uh, Brian Mudrick if Brian, he's on yeah. uh, from there on out. And then if I want to listen to the radio, um, now, see, this is where the tech gets a little weird because the NHL app, I think, is mm-hmm. different from NHL.TV because the NHL app, I can just clue right into the radio bit, you know, pop a speaker on there and just listen in and try to sync up uh, the TV to it. But that yeah. that is 100% what I do all the time when I'm watching hockey. Well, that's nice of you to say. I, it's funny because <laughs> I um, when I'll do TV, I'll get more sort of feedback. And I got a, I got a nice message like last week from Dave Randorf, who does the Tampa Bay Lightning. Oh, great. Uh, TV. And I applied for that job. So he's saying, you know, we're doing a great job. And I want to say, yeah, Dave, well, let me tell you something. I'm not really happy with you because I wanted that job. I was really gracious. But he said, um, I'm watching on the NHL network. And I'm just always curious as to how people yeah. oh, okay. see it. Well, I mean, I know it's not, not the dark ages. There's different ways to get broadcast, but I, I find it interesting. Mm-hmm. For yeah. me, I've got um, TELUS cable box. Oh, okay. And I, I, pay for center ice and so that's got all of the games all of the games right so but can you okay like if it's tomorrow you can't watch an edmonton feed of that game though can you is it just the home so yeah so when the teams are playing out west it's usually the home um okay like the edmonton commentators or whatever yeah so yeah so that that's when i just switched to rds so I, I didn't you. get to see you last night, Dan. Oh, well, that wasn't my best game, so you didn't miss it. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm sure. I'm sure you were great. Oh, please. All right. <laughs> I was listening to the intermission show, actually. Mm-hmm. And at the first intermission, Sergio was pissed. He was so mad. Holy yeah. crap. Yeah, he tends to, I don't know if he takes it personally, but, I, uh, you know, it's <laughs> it, we're getting to the end of a, it's a grind and I mm. hate to say that I'm not like I'm not a player where but it, it's tiring and then you know I, I, it doesn't they lose they lose I'm trying to keep it in the context and, and I you know, I had a chat with them the other day I said they're tired he said everybody's tired I said well no you know not they they have played a schedule that no one else has played it's a fact so um, I get it I mean he's that's part of who he is he gets emotionally invested but uh, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah I mean looking forward to the rest that they have and, and see what they come up with when they start yeah and with healthy bodies back yeah for sure i'm i'm really wondering how that's gonna play out because um let's see what's been going on recently uh boston washington for instance starts up on saturday i believe so this weekend uh the leafs while the leafs have a game on friday that they have to play you know just to cap off the regular season since they're in you know since of course they're in the playoffs and I guess it's uh, fair to do that. But I'm wondering um, whether or not a schedule will come out sooner rather than later, depending on how the Jets and the Habs do. Jets lose tonight. I think that pushes back what could be the schedule for the playoffs. I mean, we haven't really heard anything about the Canadian division yet, right? Well, I, I was told by somebody uh who was in the canadians organization two weeks ago that they would not start before the 18th and then i mm. saw something today that uh indicated the 19th so that would make sense to me 18th and 19th and it, so that's a week what's the next day, friday yeah to, to, uh yeah the 19th no. would be next Sorry, wednesday 19th. yeah yeah so uh, is that right yeah, uh, next Wednesday. 18th yeah. Tuesday. Yeah, 18th Tuesday, 19th Wednesday. We're a smart bunch, aren't we? <laughs> I just pulled up the time calendar. Is, time isn't real. <laughs> yeah, so. it's, it's been it's been a it's been a tough year for a clock yeah. or two, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I was talking to a client yesterday mm. and she she said to me, What time are you off? And I'm like, What is time? Like, what do you mean? <laughs> Excuse me? Off. I'm never off. I'm yeah, always at the office now. Mm. Yeah, it is something else. And, you know, credit to that because it's been, I, I felt it. Oh, my God, with uh, with how the Habs have to play all of these games and, you know, they can pull out a win and it's great. Injuries happen. That's frustrating. Um, like, for example, last week, uh, Veronica, when we were on with 
Simon Salicus uh, Habs had a three-game winning streak out of nowhere. Yeah. Had a lot of that's out. Great. That's awesome. Oh, lots of momentum and optimism. <laughs> Unfortunately, since that episode, four losses, well, you know, including the overtime loss, and they were they were kind of doozies of losses, too. Uh, uh, Habs sends five to one. Uh, uh, Leafs uh, Habs five to two. Uh, another Leafs Habs uh, three to two, and then Edmonton overtime, which is just whew, yeah, not a not a great not a great stretch that that instills confidence for the playoffs. But for me, it was for me it was predictable. I, I sorry to cut you off, Dave, but it, it's just to me it was those three games were emotional. They had to win. They needed to to start to get something together, and they were down. So what was it? Winnipeg, Ottawa, and then Toronto, and they were down two goals mm-hmm. in two of those games. And they battled back, and Caulfield was right in the middle of it. So it, it, to me, it was almost like they took a deep breath, they got those points, and then to to be able to dig down and get that emotion again, let alone to find the legs, you knew that was going to be tough against a well-rested <laughs> Toronto team that's a really good team. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I kind of thought this is the way it's going to go. And at some point, they'll pick up a point. I didn't have any faith that Calgary would be able to come along. So, I mean, that's it. It's, it's to me, in the big picture, it's just, get to the finish line, which to me, the finish line was to uh, qualify for the playoffs. They have, so they'll get through tomorrow, which is Wednesday, the final regular season game. I would think he'll give them Thursday and Friday off, maybe back to work Saturday. You know, there's a balance there too. They have work to do, but they, uh, to me, they need rest more than anything. Yeah, they got to take Mentally off. more than physically, probably. And then, so then you can incorporate uh, Gallagher back into, uh, I mean, he's back at practice anyway. Uh, get him in a contact jersey, you, you know, hopefully Weber and Dano, uh, those guys, and, and uh, Carey Price is going to be back tomorrow. So um, then we can evaluate who they are. It's not going to be easy. Um, right. They, they'll have a much, I think we'll see a much truer uh, version of the Canadians when the playoffs start than we've seen over the last month. I, I, yeah. yeah, month, month and a half even. Because yeah, this um, Because this schedule, you know, the whole – one game every two days or every yeah every two days if not more than one game every two days has been going on since mid-march give or take that's a grind and i think it you know as many have mentioned it's it's the most stringent schedule in the history of the league apparently up until vancouver had to reorient their stuff of course but um they did what they could in that stretch and uh yeah here they are. So I'm wondering then, um, I had the question, what was it? When it's thinking of Dominic Ducharme, what's the likelihood of him to coach, um, depending on if Winnipeg wins tonight, say Winnipeg locks it up, does he take off that game on Wednesday, meaning just play four lines, come what may and don't like push the guys or how do you think, how, how do you think like a, a coach approaches something like that? Especially yeah, Dominic. I, yeah. I, I think if Winnipeg, if they wake up tomorrow and they find that they are, uh, you know, in fourth place for good, you, you'll see Frolik in, you'll see, um, I mean, who am I missing? That's on the time. I'd probably see yeah. Gustafson back in there for, for Petrie, maybe, uh, <laughs> start Caden Primo, um, <laughs> You know, and that's kind of touchy. It's a rough night we know in Toronto on Thursday, but it's it's and that's what it's going to be. Is um, he'll roll the lines. He'll just just sort of get through it. Um, in maybe sort of in the same sense that Edmonton did Monday, but all you know, I, was, I don't know if I was surprised that McDavid played or not. But all I could think was if this kid gets hurt in the last two games, you know, you're never going to hear the end of it. But it's just I, I think that's what it is. It's just you know uh, even. You think, okay, what good can come out of uh, that final game? Is it working on the power play? Um, I don't know. It's just it's just terrible for someone who's going to call it on TV, but it's just a throwaway game. It's just especially because <laughs> of what they've been through. It's just sort of like get it over with and then mm-hmm. hit the restart button. I think. Yeah. Right. For sure. Uh, Beth, Veronica, you have anything? Um, I was going to say I was wanted to mention Dan that the last time that you were on with us was right at the beginning of this pandemic. Okay. I think we, we, we just talked about social distancing and everything for the whole hour. Oh. Um, but 
Um, how are you doing? How are you doing? It's hard work. Yeah, it's, uh, I appreciate you asking. I'm, I'm doing all right. I, um, <laughs> just on a personal level, my kids live in Nova Scotia and they're 20 and 21 and things have started to go sour there where it was great. Mm. Yeah. Um, relatively speaking for a long time. So, I mean, my thing, as is always the case, when the Canadians finish the season, I go back and, and see them. Well, I found out now that I, I can't go back. They've closed the border. Um, once things get better, obviously, whatever that is or however, whatever form that takes, I'll be able to go back. So, um, you know, that's, that's weighing on me a little bit. Uh, other than that, I mean, I, I don't do a whole hell of a lot anyway when the season is on, but it's, it's funny. um, Like driving home last night after the game, I thought, I mean, every once in a blue moon, it would be nice maybe to go to Hurley's after game and have a beer with somebody, a colleague or something. And, you know, we all miss that sort of social interaction. And it's, it's almost, you get used to it, which is sad in a way that you're you're used to kind of being that, having that solo kind of thing going. And, um, you know, I live by myself, so it takes its toll, um, to be sure. I, you know, I have to say, Chris Nyland, he's so good. He, I mean, once or twice a week, he invites me out for dinner, and more often than not, I can't seem to find the find the time to go. It's it's been, I mean, in in one sense, it's um, it's a grind, but to have these games every other day, it you know, it gives you something to do, and and right. I've been able to stay on top of things that way. So I'm glad for that, and and. Um, it's I've had more TV opportunity um, this year. I've had 12 games in total uh, once the last one is over with. So, so that's been good too. But uh, I mean, I'm almost, I hate to even complain because we know that a lot of people have it a lot worse, but it's uh, yeah, it just takes its toll on everything. Even, you know, I don't know as it leads up, this really gets to me. Somebody said, are you excited to see the, the Leafs and the Canadians? And I thought, no, because if it was a real season, both cities would be just crazy and far beyond the city. And to go into the Bell Center for a, a Leafs Canadians playoff game, I mean, we all know it hasn't happened since 79. Yeah. Uh, that would be just, you know, that's a dream, literally. And, and I hope it happens someday. So you, you try to push that out of your mind. It's just so weird to go into the Bell Center, though, and be one of about, I don't know, 100 people in total mm-hmm. with staff and. Uh, players and everything it's just the it's the eeriest strangest most empty feeling and um, you know you try to you get up for the game like you normally would and you try to do that but there's there's just so much missing you know it's uh, yeah. it's so crazy yeah for sure for sure very weird um so this last week especially but throughout a lot of the season um there's been a lot of online discourse um, among fans about different things going on. Um, I was wondering to know, is there anything that you think the fan base is missing or not recognizing or talking about? In, in what sense? Just, Just in-, in general about the team. Like there's like, there's been a lot of um, excitement about the team, a lot of right. disparaging remarks about the team from fans of the team. And I just was wondering, like, just in general, if you think that there's anything anybody's missing. Well, I do think, um, I guess sort of like I touched on earlier, I think that sometimes fans who are really negative about the team, and now that you said that, it took me a while to clue into what you meant, but you're right, even even the last couple of nights, like just looking on Twitter, there's a lot of people who said, well, yeah, we're in the playoffs, but they backed in, and I'm thinking, yeah, you know, it's, I, I think that people forget that the players are, are people too. I mean, even like an Eric Stahl, um, his family is, I guess they're in Minnesota or they're in Buffalo. I can't remember what he said, but uh, either way, um, he's not with them. And he, you know, Corey Perry, he's here by himself. And uh, so I think you have to give these guys a break um, very much so. And just remember that it's, 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 not, it's not a normal season. I, I really, I mean, Philippe Deneau, I found that he's become – a leader over the last couple of years as he's become one of the all of a sudden one of the longer serving Canadians and, and he was really open and, and frank about it not too long ago saying how and I guess this was more along the, the Jonathan Berlant talk but um, mm-hmm. saying how it, it can be difficult to play uh, in this city and that there's always talk around around the team uh, one minute it can be great the next minute it could be at the other 
end of the spectrum. And uh, I just think that people who are on them a lot, you have to remember they are, they're wiped out, they're tired. There's a lot of injuries. And, and again, I'm not making excuses, those are facts. And I don't know, I mean, it's been a hard year I, I found too, to get a gauge on them anyway. We know how they started so hot and you thought yeah. they can't keep this pace. Um, and over time they've kind of fallen back. And, and even with, with Don Ducharme, I was talking with somebody the other night. They said, I don't think he'll be back. And I thought, well, if Mark is, mm. I think Don will, because how can you evaluate somebody in a season like this right? Um, yeah. behind the bench where injuries uh, that, I mean, the COVID breakout and the, then the schedule got more compacted, uh, the, the salary cap, you couldn't play certain players, no practices. Um, so yeah, I just think, I hate to sound this way, but I just think people need to be a little more cognizant of what's what's really going on. There's no, I don't mind people criticizing certain players or whatever if it's if it's that comes with the territory. As long as it's not personal, that's when it starts to get to me. And yeah, uh, I have some seen some things and heard some things that they do uh, set me off a little bit. And I wish we didn't have to listen to it or read it. Really. Yeah. So during during hockey games now, I have a trick. Mm-hmm. I don't look at my main feed. I'm just on my replies and notifications page okay. because I get notifications of my from my favorite people who okay. don't say mean things. And so I get like um, just just that feed and, and then, you know, I'll send out my tweets, but I don't look at the main feed because right. it's always it's always something, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that's I mean, it's. It's a sad commentary. I mean, not to say that Twitter is always a bad thing, um, but it's, I don't know, people are pretty quick to, to jump and judge. Um, you know, it's funny. I, Gord Miller, it, he, he goes at it the right way, I think, from a broadcaster. He said, I turn my notifications off. He said, there's always going to be somebody who uh, has something negative to say. And I thought, you're right. I got a, I got a tweet last night that said, Hey, uh, Dan, why don't you tell us again that uh, Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl have a lot of points. You haven't oh said my that. God. And I thought, yeah, yeah, it's not news that, uh, that McDavid <laughs> got to 100 points in 53 games or whatever. But, but that's just, and I and then I think, wow, what's it like to be a, what's it like to yeah. be a player? Mm. Be a young guy and, you know, they say they don't look, but they're, they've got to look, you, yeah. you know. So it, it's just, a, it's a strange dynamic and I don't know if it'll ever get any better, but uh, I guess. It's no, not with social media. Mm-hmm. Probably not. Uh, eh? Probably not. <laughs> there was a, there was some commentary um, sort of in the days around um, Jonathan Drouin's leave of absence. Mm-hmm. There was some commentary, like some people going kind of examining themselves a little bit. Nobody knows why he's off, but right. for personal reasons. And then and everybody just kind of reflected on how mean they've been about him. Mm-hmm. And the things that they've said, you know, like yeah. you talk about his play, but they, they just get mean. Yeah. And it's the whole, there's a fine line. I mean, fans are, are fans and I get it. Uh, but when you take things personally like that and, and you forget that there's a, you know, there's a person attached to that sweater, it's, it's, uh, I don't know. It doesn't make any sense to me. I actually, I got asked to go um, after his leave of absence was was announced uh, to go on a, a news station. And the producer said, you know, we, we're not going to talk about, we're not going to ask you why you think he's taking leave of absence. I said, okay, well, you, can, you know, don't ask. No, no, we'll talk about what yeah. the implications are, the possible implications on the salary cap and that sort of thing. So the first thing I get on and, and he asks me, why do you think he left the team? And I said, I don't know. And even if I did, I wouldn't tell you. Yeah. So there was just, it's just, I don't know, like a TMZ kind of thing. Like, you know, he's a 26 year old guy, whatever. It's just, uh, and even, you know what, this is going to sound bad too. And I know that some questions had to be asked, I guess, um, when they had the zoom conference, but I sort of wish the Canadians would have come out and said, or Dom would have come out, would told to come out and say, don't ask me about, uh, Joe, we're not, we're not going to answer it, but still there was questions. Well, blah, 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 you know, and he's like, he had to give some sort of stock answer, but mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yeah. It's, uh, I know I'm kind of looking at the negative uh, about what's going on these days, but it's hard to get away from it sometimes. It it's is. hard. It is. And I mean, like, um, like they, the Habs have lost the last few games and, and whatnot, but 
and I guess I don't know maybe I'm I have like one of my half my glasses are rose colored but <laughs> last night the Habs uh came back from behind and mm-hmm. took it to overtime and that's I mean they've they've done that so many times over yeah. the season and that's something that pretty much didn't I don't think maybe happened once last season or didn't happen at all last season and the last couple seasons that wasn't something that we could have hoped for or expected um yeah and so the fact that the this team under all of the it's it's like they're a big table they've had a bunch of legs taken out from underneath them and even though they only have like three legs out of 15 left they're still doing good things they're still holding up some way and they're doing things that wouldn't have happened before even without a pandemic and a condensed schedule and injuries and whatnot and so I just want people to look at the positives like yeah like things aren't awesome but yeah we're in the playoffs it's like we made it to we made it and um you know and then it then it all starts right Dan you know this I say this every year people forget that the postseason has nothing to do with the regular season it's a completely new season. Yeah. So, and they're going to be rested and Gallagher's going to be back, Price, Weber, you know, and look at that line from last night. Evans. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like Beth said. I mean, you, you look at the positives. And so you look at Jake Evans and Stahl came and that bumped Evans out of the lineup. And Jake, you know, he was, I think he needed the break anyway. Um, but, and then Stahl, you could tell he was having a hard time keeping up and they needed to get Evans back in the lineup just to have his, his uh, energy. I didn't expect, I mean, God, I'd like him to look like Yari Curry and, and, <laughs> and Byron, you know, again, there's a guy, to me, it, it showed how tired they are because it's a guy in Byron who missed nine games. He comes back and he has fresh legs and it shows you a difference that he can make, not only offensively, but defensively. But Mike and I were looking at each other then. Uh, disallowed goal because of the offside. I mean, that was like tic-tac-toe. Yeah. So, yeah, it is it is good. I mean, uh, not to be Pollyanna, but it's, I think in, in every year, probably on, on even the worst of teams, you can find something that, that surprises you in a good way. And for me, it's, it's Jake Evans. I knew that, I mean, I was kind of a proponent before the season for them to, to sign a veteran um, to play center on the fourth line. Now, maybe they, they would have, but they were up against the cap, but they also believed enough in Evans to give him an opportunity. And he's had a lot of good games. Yeah, there's been a lull here and there, and he's never going to rip it up offensively, but what a good story, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and a guy who was a seventh-round pick, and um, I, I don't know if you want to call it a late bloomer or whatever, but it's it's been... I, I do miss, along with the pandemic, um, being able to go in the dressing room and talk with guys. Like, I had a good chat with him one day, and he said, you know, I got to Notre Dame, and and um, I was – I had always been used to being the top scorer wherever I went. And then – and Sergio says this a lot, too. You know, there's such a bottleneck. Guys are more, more often than not the, the best scorers uh, as forwards, and then the bottleneck goes like this, and then they are half a step slow or whatever. But oftentimes you have to reinvent yourself. And, and that's what Jake did, um, became a, a good defensive forward. So, but still, uh, he looks quicker than he was, I think, uh, from the start of the season. So it's been a really nice story. And um, it, it, credit to Charm, too, for taking those three guys and saying, we're going to put you on McDavid, and we're going to put you together, and we need some energy. So now, um, is that enough? I think it is, from the way they played, to go into the playoffs and have them sort of penciled in as a line. Uh, not to say they're going to be as good as they were Monday every night, but uh, they showed some grit and, and lots of speed and lots of energy. So I, I think that's a really, a really nice story overall. Yeah, for Absolutely. sure. We are big Jake Evans fans here. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. We are big, yes. And very pro Lekonen <laughs> as well. Yeah. And Paul. I love yeah. him. And he's, Paul. Uh, he's an interesting cat. Um, oh, yeah. I, you know, he's, you joke with, he's very, as we know, very deadpan in, in uh, when he's, when he speaks with the media and very monotone, he's a fin, he's a beauty, you know, he, um, I had a chat with him once and he said, he's uh, just a strange thing. He's a, he wants to learn French. I, this was a couple of years ago and uh, he knows Swedish and I, you know, I just kind of joke. And I said, what's harder, Swedish or Finnish? He said, oh, he said, Finnish. He said, you have no idea how complex it is, you know, he, <laughs> So it's just just funny things like that. He used to have a good uh, 
getting off topic a bit, but he had a good relationship with Andrew Shaw, who took yeah. Him yeah. a lot yeah, of the pictures of him with the the... Yeah, and uh, somebody, a writer, wrote something one time about Lekkonen, and Shaw called him over. He said, "Listen, uh, I don't like, I don't appreciate what you wrote about uh, about Jury." He said, "Well, you know, he, he explained himself, and they kind of ironed it out." But I thought, you know, there's Shaw being kind of a a big brother for him, mm-hmm. and then. Placanitz too was really instrumental in in um, showing Lekin in the ropes. So I, I always like that about hockey. I mean, so that happens, and then you know Kakanyemi comes in, and, and you'd have to think that Lekin, being a countryman, has helped him along the way. And at some point, Lekin is going to help somebody. So I, I kind of I like that sort of a trickle down effect. It's not just in hockey, but I I, I find it pretty fascinating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, passing the torch. Those guys are looking out for David. one another too. Hmm? I met I met Lekunin that day that I ran into you down in Vancouver. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I miss going to Vancouver so much. I, yeah. My uh, my closest friend is there. He's actually building a place at Hope, and I can't wait to get there. But uh, now the the thing with Seattle coming in and looking at the schedule going, usually we go to Vancouver and have a few days there. But now will it be like back to back with Seattle? I don't want to yeah. have my Vancouver time taken away. So uh, <laughs> yeah. Man. Again, I'm assuming that we'll be flying with the team again at some point. I certainly hope yeah. so. Yeah, for sure. Pretty spoiled that way. It's probably the best part of the job. To be <laughs> and Sergio loves coming here too, eh? Because he's got so many fans in town. Yeah, and he's always been good. Um, uh, ever since I started, um, you know, not to throw names out there, but he, they always get together with, uh, you know, usually it's uh, Yerky Lume and uh, mm. the last time Dave Bad, which was there. He's really close with Kirk McLean. And um, I'm trying to think who else, um, but you know, Lyndon? No, no, Lyndon's usually, he's been busy. I think the, the times they've tried to get them together. Cliff, um, Jeff Courtney was there a couple of times. So shows you too. I mean, those, wow. those teammates, right. They, they're friends for life usually. I mean, you know, it was the early, early to mid nineties that those guys were all together, but uh, yeah, Vancouver is a, it's a special place as you know. Yeah. I got made I my way out secure, there. I was a security guard in North Vancouver in the early 90s. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was, uh, it was awesome. quite a time in my life. Yes, I was making $7.10 an hour. <laughs> was that like, uh, was it like VIP or were you doing like no, bouncing stuff? or? No, I was just, uh, I had graduated university and I, hadn't, I didn't, I was looking for work and I thought a friend of mine, his sister lived in North Vancouver. And I said, uh, he said, I'm going to go out and look for work. You want to come? I said, sure. What the hell? So I went out and bummed <laughs> around there for seven months. And uh, yeah, it's now I go. And so I mentioned my friend who's building a place in Hope. He lives in North Vancouver. And in a roundabout way, he got there because I went. I said, listen, you'd love it, Rob. You should go. And he and his girlfriend moved there. And they've, they've lived there ever since. So now I go out and see him. And I see some of the old bars and haunts I used to go to back when I was yeah. 21 years old, 100 years ago. 30 <laughs> years, actually. <laughs> i love right. north van it is beautiful yeah and uh yeah sergio used to live not too far from where my friend lives so it's kind of funny um when i lived there the first nhl game that i went to uh being a big penguins fan then was the canucks and the penguins and sergio actually played mm. in that game so uh, life is funny that way sometimes I miss you. that's yeah. awesome that's it pretty is. cool yeah. <laughs> trying to think um we mentioned Kotkaniemi just briefly, and this is gonna be a this is gonna be a question question. So there's a big narrative between look how good Suzuki's doing right now and look how good Kotkaniemi's doing right now. But it's more like Suzuki Suzuki's doing great and Kotkaniemi has a bit of a slump going on. So right before the playoffs, uh what do you see with Kotkaniemi with like even in the last game, uh first period didn't have a great first period. And I think things, you know, got better as uh, as the game went on. Growing pains with Kotkaniemi, or what do you think is going on? Yeah, I think it's it's confidence right now. It's a big thing. He had a, an opportunity in Toronto, and I thought it was pretty telling. He was in the right circle. So, as we know, he's a left shot, and mm. he had a great lane to shoot the puck. And nine times out of ten, he would score if he was feeling good. But he rang it off Campbell's mask and yeah. out of play. And, I mean, last night, it was tough to see him. He was overskating pucks and that sort of thing. What bothers me is, and I, is well, they should have 
left him in Finland. They should have left him in Laval. I, right. I, or they should have taken Brady Kachuk. I can't stand that. It's like mm. the, nope. it's done, right? You know, um, you can't turn back time. And, and I, I get it to an extent, but um, a lot of it is is second guessing. It doesn't really matter now. I, I um, my, my worry with him is his balance uh, or, or lack thereof at times. I hope he can get stronger on his feet. And he seemed to last year for the playoffs. Uh, we know he went back to Finland and worked like a madman on his lower body. And I thought you could find, you could see the difference. So, and when you mentioned Suzuki, I, I thought too, I, I hope just personally for him that, um, you know, you've got Romanov who's um, 21. Um, Suzuki, Suzuki is right there too. I mean, Caulfield's coming. Does he look around and say, oh, you know, all these guys in my age group, um, I'm not really keeping up with them. You hope that's not the case. And that's where coaching comes in. Mm, right. Just mentorship, I guess. Uh, somebody asked Jeff Petrie today what advice he would give Kakanemi, just not to overthink things, mm. uh, was, was Jeff's answer. But yeah, it, it's been difficult. Uh, it's sort of a sort of a circular thing, too. I mean, he didn't get much ice time last night. Um, you know, maybe in this final game, he'll get a ton of it. Maybe that's a benefit, something we could see come out of this game. But, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm still sure he's going to be a really good player, but it's sometimes, well, not just sometimes, I think almost always when you're picked that high, um, there's going to be a certain expectation with you and it follows you around. We saw with Galchenyuk. So uh, I, I hope he can find his way. I mean, we've seen enough flashes with him in the past to lead you to believe that he's going to have a productive NHL career. Uh, but just have to remember he's 20 and mm -hmm. hope that it doesn't, uh, that his confidence doesn't wane too much. And I'm sure they're, they're working with him on that as best they can. Yeah. That's what I figured too. He's young. And I do oh, remember yeah. like last year, you know, wa just watching his skating, you know, kind of not going to disparage him, but he kind of looked he's a tall kid. He kind of looked yeah. like Gumby out there, but just with how he, <laughs> how he moved and he did progressively get better. Like the playoffs last year were incredible. Yeah. Um, but uh, I guess we'll just, uh, have to see how it all works out for the kid. Yeah, he was very physical in the playoffs too. And I think sometimes now maybe he's, I don't know if he's looking for that too much, but look, he could score two goals tomorrow night and that could get his head completely turned around. Right. Yeah. And uh, I hope so. I mean, he's, you know, a happy-go-lucky kid and you don't want to see that squeezed out of a guy either. For sure. No, and he's also, he's also really smart, yeah. which is why I'm not worried about him. So hopefully he'll... He'll find it again. Yeah. Well, they could use it. I, I mean, that's the thing. If you look at basically every team but Ottawa, uh, you know, the other teams in the north are, are better than the Canadians down the middle. Just a, a lot of it has to do with, you know, Suzuki's developing. He's not in his prime yet. And we knew this coming in too, right? Kakanyemi's young and there's going to be a lot of heat in those guys. So um, that'll be, you hope, Philip Dano obviously is is healthy um who knows with a concussion but if they don't have him to kind of try to slow matthews down that's going to be really tough yeah yeah that's going to be the big question and like say even if it goes to um if it ends up being habs oilers somehow by by the yeah. grace of god they got the points to do that mcdavid but yeah. you know they've had a lot of success in the uh, regular season by by doing that but that's pretty much on the shoulders of dano so it's, yeah, um, it's, it's there's a funny. lot to going we, on. Yeah. We, uh, so last night in the pregame, we decide, Mike decides the color guy chooses what he wants to talk about. And he said, we'll talk about how the Canadians have held McDavid in check. And at the end I said, yeah, seven points is eight games against Canadians, right? Like uh, most people, that would be great, but not for him. That's just right. substandard. I think what yeah. is nine games against Ottawa, you had 21 or 22 points this year. It's unreal. So, unreal. Yeah, like he has more, um, like he has more points against like certain teams than you know, poor some of the players on Buffalo. Oh my God, you know he, yeah. he eclipses like half the team. It's, it's insane what yeah, uh, McDavid's been able to yeah. do. He's he's next level, another dimension. Yeah. <laughs> this kid so. really is, really is. Funny. Um, so good for today... Edmonton. Yeah. <laughs> well, today, so today the Habs put out like, hey, if you want to ask Paul Byron a question submit it here and I, saw, I saw somebody say uh you and mcdavid blue line to blue line who takes it and i really hope that they <laughs> i just want to see what he says yeah like, that would I, be I, funny 
I want a McDonald's commercial, and instead of Showover versus a horse, it's literally just Connor McDavid and Paul Byron <laughs> going end well, to end. <laughs> we we had Yvonne Cornway on the station, yeah, uh, a couple of weeks ago, and somebody said, "You or Paul Byron?" He said, "Me every day of the week." <laughs> of course, Yvonne. Oh my yeah, God, which I thought was great. And, He's uh, awesome. Yeah, I got I got to meet him at a uh, golf tournament once, and I was just, you know, there's. I'm of a certain age where I can I can just remember the end of his career, mm. and uh, it was thrilling for me. And then I, <laughs> I think before that I emceed this. Um, can't remember what they call the event, but it's a fundraiser for the arena where Mark Bergevin uh, played his minor hockey in uh, uh, just in the southwest part of the city. So Ivan was there, and I said, you know, uh, you know, he won, <laughs> he won seven cups with the Canadians, and he looks at me and he goes, ten. <laughs> Tim, like I couldn't believe I got it wrong, but he was—he was smiling. So he's uh, a really he's, nice uh, man, and uh, yeah. yeah, he probably—I don't know if he could beat Byron, but uh, he's seventy-six years old. So <laughs> see, see, your mistake wasn't that bad, eh? No, no. <laughs> Ten cups, imagine. Too many cups. Um, yeah, he's a lovely man, though. I um, I, I had a chance to to meet him at a a fantasy camp uh, for the Habs there, and uh, he um. So they um split up split up the guys into two teams, do practices, and you play a game at the Bell Center. It's a whole production. It was super cool. So the opposing bench was coached by Corn YA, and the other bench was Guy Lafleur. And those guys yakking each other. <laughs> it was just it was it was yeah. unforgettable. And I mean, you know, this is a fantasy camp, fantasy camp. These are guys that either don't play hockey that well or doing it as a hobby. And Guy Lafleur is like, "Yeah, shoot the kill out there!" It's yeah, man, this guy's really into it. So, oh, that's great. And it was it was super cool. But yeah, he's he's awesome. The old Roadrunner, just just the Absolutely. just the best. Um, geez, I had a question and it just Roadrunner just blew my mind here. <laughs> Veronica, do you have something? I had a question and I forgot it too. No. Maybe should have written it down. Um, oh, just on last night's game. Mm. Why do you, why did Dominic Ducharme assign the Evans line to McDavid? What, what was his, what, like, what happened there? Because he had no Deno? Yeah, I think so. And so that's basically goes back to, you know, a guy like Evans rising to the occasion. And I, uh, obviously it was to me because, I mean, that's not really a Suzuki thing. You want to free him up to be offensive. Uh, Stahl can't keep up with McDavid. I mean, nobody can really, but um, I think he he liked uh, what he'd seen previously when Lekanen was on the ice um, with McDavid as well, but I think that was it. And, and it was, I like, as I said earlier, I like, I liked how he did it. He just went to them and said, this is going to be your role because if you look at the Oilers and Mike was talking about it off sort of between periods or between um, uh, during a stoppage, he said, look at the Oilers and dry sidles at, I guess it's 80 points now. Mm-hmm. I think. And so McDavid is 102. After that, no, there's not much there. I mean, yeah. you know, Nurse and Nurse and Barry are having good seasons, but you would think that, um, you know, even a Dominic Cahoon. I know that uh, Puglia Yarby has 15 goals, but you'd think somebody would just accidentally have 30 by now uh, playing yeah. with either of those guys. But the point is, I guess, you know, slow them down, and then you take your chances with, with the other guys. Um, so, but you'd think too that um, that will carry over. Um, into the Leafs series, if it is Canadians Leafs, right? I mean, you you try to get Dano out there when uh, if he's healthy against Matthews when you can, and, and maybe Evans against Tavares, and, and then take it from there. Obviously, the Leafs would have um, home ice advantage uh, for one more game if it's a seven game series for one more game than not. But that's um, and we're going to see them. I think the Canadians, if you look back at, uh, I believe I checked it earlier today, April 21st, maybe they had to win that game at Edmonton and Josh Anderson had a couple of goals. They were extremely physical against the Oilers. And yes. To mm. me, that's going to be, we're going to see Weber and Sherrod just lay the lumber to Matthews and try to get those guys off the game. And they'd pull and said to me too, you know, somebody's got to hit Marner. He said, you know, he waltzes <laughs> down the right side and whatever. Yeah. Somebody's got to hit him. And, uh, that's going to be their that's going to be their game plan. So yeah. it's uh, whether or not they can 
uh, carried out. I think it's I think it's their best opportunity to beat the Leafs uh, if it is those two teams. Mm-hmm. Corey Perry shoved Austin Austin Matthews over the other day. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, he's not shy. I don't. Know. No, 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 he is not. There was, um, speaking of Corey Perry, I actually yes. got some, some news about him nominated for the Bill Masterson yes, by the Hats. Masterton. 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 I had it. I'm going to tell you a story about that, Beth, really, really quickly. Yes. I'm glad yeah. you said that. Please. A friend of mine, uh, Lowell McDonald, he's from Nebraska. He's from my hometown. And Lowell is probably he's close to 80 years old. And he won the Masterton in 76. He said, you know, the year I won the Bill Masterson. Like, <laughs> and he said it again. I thought, oh, I can't oh, correct no. him. <laughs> He's the nicest <laughs> man on the planet. But uh, yeah, it's funny. When I saw the, the list out yesterday, I thought I always think of Lowell when I when I see that. No, we we I mean I think all of us have said it. I Masterson. do it all the time. Dave does it all the time. We have to remind him. <laughs> I just thought it was interesting. Like I'm like, oh cool. Okay, so I am very recently, like literally a few weeks removed from finishing hating Corey Perry. Okay. Um, <laughs> His years as a duck were atrocious yeah, to the abs because, man, he was a um, good player. <laughs> yeah. But I found out on upon reading the news bit today that he beat out Josh Anderson and Paul Byron as the Habs. Like, they were, like, the three finalists or whatever. Okay. And then he beat them out to be the nominee, which I thought was just really interesting that yeah. everything that he's done this season, they were like, yeah, you guys are cool, but Corey Perry. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's been an interesting addition. I was thinking earlier that mm-hmm. uh, the main reason they got him is for the season to come, you know. And I think they leaned on him a little more heavily than I think they thought they would have had to this year. But it kind of gradually started. He was on the taxi squad, and then he's playing, and then he's on the power play. And then when they pull the goalie, he's he's a guy out there who I mean, he's so crafty around the net, right? And, uh, really? and he's it's... he's still awful to play against. I mean, he, yeah. he knows how to yeah. get under your skin. But uh, uh, yeah, interesting guy. It's um, uh he's uh it's i think it's 19 games without a goal but then i thought that surprises me because he's played better than that i know that's not everything right but uh, Mm -hmm. if you know what i mean i think he's been really effective this year he's he is very he augments the people he's with yeah he does he has scoring um, a goal he can hang on to a puck Man. Oh man! <laughs> oh my God! And it doesn't yeah. even look like he's trying. That's the thing. He he, yeah. the the game is the pace that it is. You know, today he forces people to play his pace, get the teammates yeah. caught up, and you know makes the play. So yeah. it's 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 so 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 fun to watch him do that. Yeah, yeah. It's remarkable that how certain guys can do that. Uh, and oh, even you'll even see Suzuki does that sometimes. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, you know he'll he'll wait and he'll just freeze and he hesitates and he, he glides and you're thinking, what's he going to do here? (laughs) I don't know if it's a, just a a nerve thing or a confidence thing, but it's, it's pretty slick to watch somebody do that. When I see it says you could do that. It makes me think, I don't know if anybody else ever watched like uh, BBC Sherlock. um, Whenever he like went to his mind palace, like he just like, it looks like he's stopping time and he's like sorting through things or moving puzzle pieces around. Um, and that's just what I think of because Nick Suzuki is so smart and you can see the wheels turning in his brain and <laughs> you don't know what it is he's going to do mm-hmm. until that's he true. does it. You know what I, I've liked about him is um, who I asked Tyler Toffoli specifically the other day about his playmaking skills and he brought up a good point. He said lanes are opening up for him more now because he's he's shooting the puck so not everybody's playing for him to pass anymore because you've seen him score from the right circle mm. uh, on the power play a few times, but just drilling at top shelf. So now, whereas before that cross seam pass was going to come, you can't overload that lane. You have to respect his shot. So to me, that's part of his intelligence too. For yeah. sure. Yeah. For sure. Now thinking about the, the mind palace there, <laughs> Robert Downey Jr.'s um, Sherlock too. that whole, yeah. his whole thing that they did in that character in that movie. Yeah. I do. That's it's exactly what Suzuki's doing all the time. Exactly. So something that kind of surprised me um, just recently in the recent week, Tatar returns and is he having as much trouble as you think people think that he's having Dan? 
because he's I know yeah. he had a he had a bad overtime like last you know last night went to shovel the puck out and just uh, did not work. But I thought that despite that he had uh, enough tenacity you know during the periods to make play. But I guess I'm uh, not watching it correctly. Oh no, let's listen. You you might be right. I've I've found that he's the efforts there. It's just he's fighting it right now. It's been a tough season for him. If, if you remember back before they had that scheduled week off. Cologne sat him on a Saturday in Toronto. Mm. So I, you know what? I think that took a lot out of him. And uh, so they had the next week to work it out. And really there was a point, I don't know. I can't remember now, a few weeks after that, that they put him, um, he was back with Gallagher and uh, Dano. And I thought they played so well. And it's to me, that's where he has to be. And I, mm. I think he'll be back there in the playoffs, but it's, it's been, it's been tough on him. And in another sense too, they haven't had to rely on him as much this year for goal scoring um, and for point production because they brought into full, brought in Anderson guys who picked up the pace a little bit. So uh, I was, it's funny. I was um, coming back here tonight to get ready for this. And I thought, are they going to resign him? Um, mm. What is he 30 years old, I guess. And uh, I mean, he's been ultra consistent, but do you look at it and think, okay, this is a kind of a harbinger of things to come or can he get back to the level that he was? Because I mean, when he's on, he's, I mean, he's terrific at, at turning pucks over and, uh, you know, an underrated guy and a, a really good teammate. Um, but yeah, I, it's, he's not been the Tatara the last couple of years. So, uh, I mean, what better time to find it than during the playoffs? You certainly hope that he can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It seems that his, his ideal situation is to know is with Gallagher. Cause yeah. that's usually whenever his flair comes up and now switching around just because, uh, the, yeah. the rigors of the season have happened, right? Yeah. So my, I have a last question then, but you know we still have a time to, um, some trouble in the defensive zone. Romanov and Merrill have not been working out that well, at least the past week. Again, not to you know bring up something that the Habs have to work on, but what do you think's going on there? Because they've had a, they haven't been looking super great. No, uh, Merrill has not played well, and I. I don't like that Romanov has played with so many different players in his rookie season. Uh, he's pretty much played with everybody. Mm-hmm. And I, it's tough to play defense uh, as a rookie at that age in the national hockey league. And you pile onto it that he's you know learning a new culture and that sort of thing. I, I just, I wanted to see him. And I think we will, I hope we will see him with Kulak on the third pairing when Weber comes back and, and everything gets put back into place. But you know, not to not to jump on Merrill too much, but he made a couple of plays last night where, um, you know, that a veteran defenseman really shouldn't make. And, and one thing that um, Romanov does, he is so full of energy and so eager that sometimes it can get him into trouble. And he'll he'll work his way through that as he gets older. He'll just, I think, naturally calm down a little bit and kind of slow things down. Again, I'd love if it was the normal season, I would have have a chance to chat with Luke Richardson, who's uh, really a brilliant guy with so much great insight. Mm-hmm. And I'd like to talk to him about, about uh, Romanov, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, and maybe I shouldn't blame Merrill for this. I know Romanov's not, not been great either, but uh, yeah, it's the pairing doesn't work. So uh, I think, um, I think we've seen the last of it. Yeah. I kind of hope so, but uh, you know, overall I, and there's the whole thing too about, uh, rookies hitting a wall. I think that happens at some point to pretty much every one of them. Maybe there's a little bit of that going on right now too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I was just wondering. That's all I was. Yeah. That's all I was. <laughs> I wonder about. all the time too. I don't. <laughs> what? So, just maybe I missed this, but so Dano is concussed. Yeah. When did that happen? In Toronto boards uh, was it the second last game in toronto yeah th- yeah so a thursday last thursday okay so, and he left in the game and and dom said too that he'd been battling some other injuries as well which right. uh, everybody is yeah um, but i i don't think anyone saw any kind of a telltale hit that said okay that's where it yeah. happened so yeah okay uh, and it's been a you know what? Kind of a star-crossed season for him too, right? You remember mm-hmm. he didn't score in forever, and then all the pressure was on him. And and this report came out that they offered him a certain contract that he turned down. Whether or not that's true, I 
I never did find that out. I, I, I didn't ask, um, yeah. but <clears throat> I can't see him going somewhere else. I know he wants no. to be here. Yeah. And he's, he's vital in his own way. I guess the thing is how much money, how much money do you, if you see him as a third line centerman, I guess, or not, but how much money will, do they think he's worth? It's going to be pretty interesting to me. So we'll see. Yeah. Yeah, without a doubt. Beth, yeah. did you have something? Um, well, <laughs> I think we've covered. Nah. We're being we're being nice about the whiny people. We discussed them enough. Yeah. <laughs> but I am going to ask: Aren't y'all tired? <laughs> <laughs> if you don't listen, okay. Actually, I am going to say something. Is it, Dan, you can relax for a second. Okay. Um, <laughs> I just if. If you don't like how the team got to the playoffs, you don't have to watch them. We will have all the fun without you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the regular season, like Veronica has said several times over the course of this podcast, that is three and a half years old. The <laughs> once you get to the playoffs, the regular season doesn't matter. Look Great at Tampa marked. last year or two years ago. They won the right. They won the President's Trophy, went to the playoffs, and got swept in the first round by Columbus. Colum- Columbus. <laughs> so, Speaking of Columbus, what a story that is. <laughs> but you can be eh. upset. You can, you can, you're, you're absolutely entitled to your feelings. That's fine. But don't try to take away our joy and our excitement for our yeah. team going to the playoffs. And I have seen people trying to, I've seen Habs fans trying to tell other Habs fans, hey, you're new here. If you want to get out now, do it. Go cheer for another team. <laughs> like if they want to, if they want to be, at our party and sometimes you cry at your own party that's fine i do it all the time you can come cry at our party but you can also have a really good time there's drinks over there there's snacks over there and there's a potential stanley cup over there so yeah. pick something <laughs> anyway i'm done that, that's a good and passion statement right there thank, like thank you Beth. <laughs> thank you just, oh god twitter twitter's been i love twitter i've been on twitter since i was in high school since uh, what year? I've been on Twitter since it started, pretty much. Two, three years, yeah. yeah. And <laughs> oh, you're sweet. Um, like I remember, like when it was, all you could do was text. You could only text what you wanted to upload to Twitter. Oh my um, god! On a yep. on a on a, a Verizon Envy phone. <laughs> and like I love Twitter; it's a great place. But sometimes, like I, the last few days, I have not wanted to go on Twitter at all because some people have been so miserable and so mean. Like it's it's just hockey. You're not playing. There's and so the much is, to it. Um, yeah. Veronica, As a go fan, ahead. you're already tormented. Like you know, like me, I'm tormented when they're losing. I'm tormented when they're when you know when when they've had a bad game. Like I'm already in the middle of my own torment, and then people want to make it worse. Yeah. No. No, thank you. Dis-moi pourquoi. <laughs> I appreciate these perspectives. I just, I don't have that in me. I, like, I, I'm glad I'm not a huge fan, right? It's just, I, I couldn't, I couldn't deal with it. It's, no. uh, and it's funny. I mean, a lot of people who do my job are, and that's fine. Um, it's not for me. Uh, I, I like seeing them win. There's no doubt because for a lot of different reasons. Um, but it's, uh, yeah, there's some, you know, there's some play-by-play guys who, and live and die with their team and, uh, it's, it's entertaining that's for sure i mean i've had uh, my friend sean campbell who fills in for me and does uh, rocket uh, rocket games he said um somebody emailed him it's funny the way he said it he said oh no somebody emailed me and said uh oh you get too excited when the other team scores i said oh yeah really he said i said uh I said, you should tell the guy to email me because I do the same. He goes, oh, no, he, he said that in the email to me. He said, you've got to stop it, too. So I said, okay. That's, that's funny. funny. And that's, listen, that's legit. And there's other guys, you know, you'll hear. And uh, here come the Canadians and they score. And you're like, did somebody just score there? You know, but, yeah. Uh, you know, I'm getting off topic, but it's, it's funny. <laughs> he, different, different approaches, right? Yeah. He killed me last night. So I had to work last night, and so I was listening to the third period on my way home. And um, he and Sergio were talking about Jake Evans and they, 
I forget what percentage thing with Jake Evans they were talking about, but they said one thing and they're like, oh no, it's gone down now. What is it now? And Sean was just like, it's 69%. And then he just waited. And I thought, <laughs> I was like, is he going to say nice? Is he waiting for Sergio to say nice? Sergio's not going to say nice. But then they kept going, but he just, he like paused for a good moment. Yeah, that would be Campbell. So yeah, are, you listen, are you listening to satellite radio when you're doing that? Just no. Like, so actually I can go into the NHL app on my phone. Oh, right, right. And it'll just, because I, 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 it just plays it for free. Um, I can choose either the English or the French broadcast. Yeah. Is that new? Because uh, I guess I just realized, maybe I just realized I can do that. I don't know. They've been doing it for a few years. It used to be a little more complicated um, yeah. where you had to have like some weird radio subscription, I think also, but now it's just like, okay, you can listen to the radio for free. Here you go. Well, so I've always right. been, since the early days of satellite radio, um, I used to get it. I'm talking you know, 20 years ago, probably when the, they were this big and they were white hot. They were, I mean, they were just made to explode basically. <laughs> I always, I love listening to baseball and I, and I would listen to a lot of hockey on, on satellite radio too. And I still do. I, um, I, I've always gotten a kick out of it. So that's been fun for me to, mm-hmm. um, to get to know other play-by-play guys who I would know through listening on, on satellite radio. So uh, yeah. kind of put a face to the name over the years. That's kind of been cool yeah. too. I really like baseball. Baseball on the radio is so good. Like I, mm. so I didn't grow up watching hockey or anything, but um, listening to hockey on the radio makes me think of being a little kid because when I couldn't, I was a, a very, very bad sleeper, and so my dad would just put me in the car and turn on the radio to whatever sports were on. Usually it was like baseball somewhere because we lived in Arizona, so there was always okay late oh, yeah. games on, and so he would just drive around and we'd listen to a baseball game until I fell asleep. And yeah. um, so just driving home and I listen to hockey makes me think about that and it's yeah. comforting. It's it's a different vibe on the radio. It, it is. It is for me. Um, yeah, I just I love baseball radio. It's very. I don't know what it is. It's got a great vibe to it and. Um, there's, you know, there's certain guys that I like uh, more than others. This is the case, I guess, with any sport. But it's, uh, it's. Ba- I, I've always thought to do baseball is pretty tough because there's a. I mean, I always have something to say. All I have to do is call a play in front of me. But with baseball, there's so much downtime. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think the best ones just do such a such a good job of it. It's uh, it's really cool. Like it. Baseball's like sure. the best like ASMR. Baseball yeah. video is like the best yeah. ASMR. Can't sleep, just listen to a baseball game. It'll feel good. It'll sound nice. There's a satisfaction of hearing that crack of a bat. That's true. On the radio, too. And, like, just the dull dull thudness of it and then the crowd, you know, responding to it. It is, like, I'm not much of a baseball guy, but, like, just hearing on radio, I'm like, hmm. That that's yeah. really nice. <laughs> yeah. And it can be on and you can tune in and you can fade out and then catch up a little later. It's exactly uh, it's it's one of the reasons I um when I go to my cottage, um I have a I have a portable uh, satellite radio that I always get the subscription for it. I'm there so I can just kind of plug it in and, and kick around and uh right. yeah, it's good mm-hmm. theater of the mind for sure. And then but it's it's funny too, you listen to different I mean, I'm off on a tangent here, but I uh, <laughs> listen to different guys in different sports and, and uh, how they go about what, you know, calling the play or doing color. It's, uh, you know, everybody's different, right? I, I really like um, uh, Brandon Bachelor in Vancouver, uh, the young guy who does the Canucks games on uh, Sportsnet Radio, I guess it is. And uh, yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of talented people out there. It's fun to listen to. Very cool. Um, yeah. So I'm trying to see here. We're coming up at the end of the episode now. And uh, I just tuned into uh, how the Canucks and the Jets are doing. Jets have it three nothing with fourteen left in the third. So unless the Canucks rally, I think we have ourselves a playoff series <laughs> set. I'm already sick to my stomach. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Tournament <laughs> begins. Can't wait. Another <laughs> two weeks of this. <laughs> now tournament we'll, of torment. We'll have to see. So, um, uh, Beth, Veronica, do we have um anything else for our esteemed guest, Dan Robertson? No, just thanks. Thanks oh, for yeah. joining us. This Thank is always joining. such a Absolutely. treat. Oh, you're welcome. Anytime. Anytime. Um, Great. Like uh, tomorrow, if you've got time. <laughs> Tomorrow's weird. Tomorrow, it's a five o'clock local start. Yeah. Push me up. I can't take my nap at the right time. I'm gonna... Right? That's exactly you know. my problem. 
see, you got to take your nap at three thirty or three three p.m. like the rest well, of us. Yeah. See, when you said that, Beth, that you you were a bad sleeper as a kid, I'm a terrible sleeper, and it, yeah. it just it just kills me. I mean, mm. I, I don't know what it is. Otherwise, I'm grouchy. Yeah. So I'll have to have the old one o'clock to two sixteen nap, and then. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta have a good lunch, and then you'll 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 nap. You can nap early if you have a good lunch. Yeah. Get like a burrito yeah. somewhere like and a just burrito, yes. pass out. A burrito, a big chicken sandwich. Bucket of KFC. There you Bucket go. Bucket <laughs> with the, mat, with the mashed, mashed potatoes and the gravy. Cold and do it. Done. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It'd just be passed out. Oh, are you um? Are you calling tomorrow? He's on TV? Yeah. Yay! Awesome. Yeah. So, well, thanks. Yeah, well, what happened is uh, Brian Mudrick went to Texas to do the under-18s, and I assume he's still quarantining why he isn't right i feel badly for him because he um well he missed 12 games that i did and then he missed some out west too that john abbott did so mm -hmm. uh, i mean brian every year does curling so that's why i got a chance to do some games on tv but uh, right yeah he'll be back and ready to go next year too i'm sure cool great we well, like sweet him. deal yeah, he's a good guy yeah mm-hmm mm -hmm. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Um, that's it for tonight. Uh, go Habs, go! And more than likely, it'll be Habs Leafs, and then we'll have a oh, a fun game tomorrow, I suppose. <laughs> it's like a it's like a field day. Looking forward to what's going to happen. So again, Dan Robinson, thank you for joining us, and thanks, Dan. thank you, My listeners. Thank you guys. Thanks so much. Bye bye. Bye. Like and subscribe. Oh yeah, like and subscribe. That's definitely